0: Thank you, thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Brain Tings. Today, we have a new guest speaker with us, Megan McKinney. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us why you're here. Thank you, Chipper Campus. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan. This is my first talk show, so take it easy on me. I'm here to talk about schizophrenia and the effects it has on the human brain. Schizophrenia, as we all know it, is a disorder that affects the person's ability to think, feel, and behave clearly. It is described as having clouded judgment or hearing other voices in your head. This can be different people, different personalities, or simply just the inner conscience. Schizophrenia typically affects the prefrontal and medial temporal regions, which control memory and declarative memory. Some parts of the brain that may contribute to schizophrenia are neurotransmitters called dopamine and glutamate. Neuroimaging studies show differences in the brain structure and central nervous system of people with schizophrenia versus people who do not have schizophrenia. Some of you sitting at home listening to this right now may be asking yourselves, Megan, how can we tell if somebody has schizophrenia? Well, I'm going to tell you. Signs and symptoms of schizophrenia are characterized by thoughts or experiences that seem out of touch with reality. Some other symptoms may be disorganized speech, behavior and decreased participation in daily activities. Difficulty with concentration and remembering little things may also be difficult. Schizophrenia can occur at any age. The average age of onset schizophrenia tends to be late teens or early 20s for men In the late 20s to early 30s for women. It is uncommon for schizophrenia to be diagnosed in a person younger than 12 or older than 40. Okay everyone, we are going to go on a commercial break and you are going to hear from some of our sponsors on our podcast, Brain Tings. This podcast has been brought to you by Grey's Anatomy, featuring Grey Sloan Memorial Hospital, helping one day to cure schizophrenia. It's Chipper Campus speaking. Thank you for tuning in with us this evening. We are back again with Megan McKinney here to talk about schizophrenia. Megan, I hear you have some interesting facts for us about schizophrenia and things that is important to know about it. Well, of course I have some interesting facts for you. I've spent my life researching schizophrenia and everything there is to know about it. After all, I am a graduate from Harvard Let's jump right into this. For someone diagnosed with schizophrenia, you need to look at treatment options. It is usually lifelong and involves a combination of medications, psychotherapy to help normalize thought patterns. Social skills training helps focusing on improving communication and social interaction. It also helps to improve the ability to participate in daily activities. Some of you who did not graduate from Harvard nor earn a medical degree may be concerned of the survival rate with schizophrenia. In medical terms, we call that the prognosis. The prognosis or survival rate of schizophrenia is varied on the seriousness of the patient or the person themselves. In general, schizophrenia has human and economic costs. It results in a decreased life expectancy of 12 to 15 years, primarily due to its association with obesity, little exercise, and smoking, while an increased rate of suicide plays a lesser role. DoSomething.org is a website I like to use to find out more facts about schizophrenia. This website showed that 10% of people are more likely to commit suicide with schizophrenia or are more likely to develop a drug or alcohol abuse problem. With any mental illness, it's not just one person who is affected. The family, friends, coworkers, bosses, and loved ones are all affected. This is not a mental illness where you can check in from time to time. This would require full-time care to ensure the patient's safety of themselves and possibly others To help them get better step by step. I have one more fact before I open the floor for questions. People with schizophrenia have up to 25% less volume of gray matter in their brains. Especially in the temporal and frontal lobes. These areas are known to be important for coordination of thinking and judgment. The more brain tissue loss, the worse the symptoms are. Chipper here. At this point in time we are going to open the floor. Listeners may call in at this number, 555 333 brain tings slash schizophrenia. And you may ask any questions that you have after listening to Megan's informational podcast. Hello, you are live on the Brain Tings podcast with your schizophrenia question. You may go ahead. Hey, y'all, it's Farmer Rick here. What are the risk factors for schizophrenia? Like, how do I get it? Is it contagious, or am I going to get it by eating some of my crops? Um, I just want to look out for my community and the people around me. Well, hello there, Farmer Rick. Thank you for tuning in today. There are several factors that contribute to the risk of developing schizophrenia. One can be genetics, environment, brain chemistry, brain structure, and brain development. So I do believe that... Your crops should be perfect to eat, and I would love for you to send me some sweet corn sometime. Why, thank you, Megan. That was very helpful of you. I would love to send you some sweet corn sometime. We have the best in town. Have a great day. Thank you for calling in, Farmer Rick. I believe we have time for about two more questions, so let's keep the phone ringing, and we will try to get your question answered. Hello, this is the Brain Ting's podcast about schizophrenia. Are you calling in for the question? Hello, I am Lady Soups of the UK, and I have a question about schizophrenia. Is there only one type, or are there multiple types that you can get? Thank you for joining us today, Lady Soups. There are five different types of schizophrenia, but we call these subtypes. The first subtype of schizophrenia is paranoid schizophrenia. This has feelings of extreme suspicion, persecution, or grandiosity, or a combination of these. The second subtype of schizophrenia is disorganized schizophrenia. This has incoherent thoughts, but not necessarily delusional. The third type is catatonic schizophrenia. Withdrawal, negative effect, and isolation and marked psychometer disturbances are typically seen with this one. The fourth type is residual schizophrenia. Delusions or hallucinations may go away, but motivation or interest in life is gone. And the last subtype of schizophrenia is schizoaffective disorder. Symptoms of both schizophrenia and major mood disorders, such as depression. Well, thank you, Megan. This was bloody helpful. And I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today to inform us of such a important disease. Unfortunately, folks, we are all out of time today, so thank you for joining in on this week's episode of Brain Tings with Megan McKinney talking about schizophrenia. Join us next week with Meredith Gray for Alzheimer's and the effects it has on family members. This is Chipper Campus signing off.